Hello everyone. Welcome to Whiskey and Weird. My name is Lauren Liker and I'm learning about whiskey and I'm embracing all the weird in the world, including me and you. I hope you'll join me. Hey, hey, hey. Hi, everybody. <clears throat> it's, it's good to be here. It is a new day, a new, a new week. Um, yeah, last week kind of was dumb. Last week was a dumb week. Um, anyway, we can talk about that. Maybe we won't, but, um, yeah, I'm really excited. Um, welcome tonight to Whiskey and Weird. Um, we're going to be diving into a little bit of conversation about UFOs and aliens. Um, I'm kind of excited about that and I have a couple of interesting stories, one of which just occurred to me literally yesterday. Um, and I had been trying to figure out <clears throat> what to talk about tonight. It was a challenge for me because there's so much going on in this brain um, that it's it's hard for me to figure out what I want to do with that. And I felt like there, there it was. There's my answer here. We're going to show you this thing in the sky and simply so you can choose what you're going to talk about on your show. So tonight, um, UFOs and aliens, but anyway, uh, hi Tracy. It's good to have you here. Um, always lovely, lovely, lovely. Thank you for being here. Um, <clears throat> I was saying when, when I first got on last week, Last week was dumb. Did I, raise your hand if anyone had a dumb week last week. And my show, my show was, it was fine. It was all very fine. Um, but needless to say, I did not pound two beers right before the show tonight. And um, I made sure that my phone <clears throat> is recording properly because last week it didn't. So when I went to upload my my audio from on the podcast app, um, it, there was nothing there. And um, it was just a bunch of really weird, crazy scary kind of noises but my son and I figured out what it was that we were hearing so anyway it's a new week it's a new day um and I did have a dram already before but you know I did eat tonight too so that's always a good thing too um hi Dean I'm glad you're here uh you're a whiskey drinker what right 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 what do you like to drink so you guys what are you drinking tonight by the way um I went to um I went to uh, Total Wine and more today and because I, I have so much whiskey, but, you know, I try to try something new on here and uh, whiskey is expensive and I don't have the budget for it all the time. And I've been really lucky to have people buy wine or buy wine, buy whiskey for me, sometimes wine too, but I don't like that as much. Um, and so I just went, I did pick up a, a bottle of Irish whiskey, a new kind that I haven't heard of that I'm going to do next week. Um, I will have a show next week. I will not do a show on St. Patrick's Day um, simply because I will be um, 
just hanging out with family and eating corned beef and cabbage and drinking whiskey and Guinness and all of that stuff. Um, so I'm going to definitely get definitely going to do that. Hey, uh, Tracy Sauvignon Blanc. There you go. You know what? Every, we all have our thing. Hey, Jim, drive safely. Um, so anyway, I picked up a bunch of these like, no, duh, this is probably the best way to go about it. Right. Um, and for those of you who are new here, um, not new, new, new here, for those of you who are new to whiskey and weird and maybe new to me, um, I would, I, my, my favorite, I mean, I, my start, I guess it's just my starting point where I started. Um, some of you know this already was with single malt scotch. Um, as always my go-to. And one of the reasons for that is I have a wheat sensitivity and single malt scotch is pretty safe. Sometimes um, I actually have a whiskey right now that I drink every once in a while and I wake up the next morning and it's like making me cough. It's just a weird thing. Anyway, um, so Dane's drinking rum and Coke. I like it. I like it, but not tonight. Is that because it's a, a work night? Um, right. But one, one's okay. Right. So cool. Rum and Coke. We got wine. Um, see if anyone else is, is willing to chime in about that. Um, but yeah, so I grabbed, I grabbed one cause, okay. I was looking at these, these whiskeys, particularly this scotch and, um, you know, it's way out of my price range to drink, like to get like one. Right. And, uh, so this is, this is a Highland single malt scotch, um, Grange stone. Um, <clears throat> and you know, this bottle, these bottles were running like Seventy to ninety dollars a bottle, um, so I'm expecting it to be really good. I don't know. That doesn't necessarily mean anything, right? Um, and this one, I got two two different ones. I'll try another one probably in a few weeks. But this one is bourbon. It's a bourbon cask finish, so it's in you know oak barrels and then moved to bourbon casks. So I think that's going to be a pretty interesting, pretty interesting experience. Um, and I'm gonna. Let's open it up. Let's take a little nose peek here. I always like to smell it out of the bottle because it sometimes is very different, right? Well, it's nice. It's pleasant. Again, if you're just if you if if you're new to whiskey and weird, uh, the nose part. I love smelling it like that. I'm and I I can smell the notes in whiskey and even wine and even coffees and things a lot more than I can <clears throat> actually taste them. Probably shouldn't shove it up my nose though, right? Um, <clears throat> so yeah, really mellow, fruity. I'm getting fruity um, for a second. Like a, I almost thought pineapple, which is kind of interesting. The whole the whole idea of the notes that come through in this stuff is so intriguing to me. Um, and you know, because none of these things are actually in there, right? And everybody who tries them, you can have five different people trying the same whiskey. <clears throat> And they're all going to, you know, be sensing, tasting, smelling different notes in there. Um, all right. So, yeah, still getting the fruity. Definitely pineapple, which is new for me. I don't think I have, I don't think I've sensed pineapple before. I like it. This smells, it's nice. Getting the fruity, not, you know, it's, yeah, a little floral. Nothing over, nothing over the top. It's really pleasant, actually. 
So anyway, Slanja, I'm going to take a sip of this and see what happens. And those of you who don't know, I've, I've been learning this. I'm new to this, right? So, you know, the whole smelling, using different nostrils, because apparently you can smell differently on, on different sides. I haven't, I haven't been struck by that myself just yet, but it could happen. Um, and then when you take the first sip, to hold it in your mouth kind of on the, on the roof and just let it sit there for a minute. Um, so that's what I do when I sit here, in case you're wondering and, and why I'm quiet and just staring off into space for like 30 seconds. Mm. 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 Okay, a little tingly. I like that. Um, not overly viscous, which I like too. It is, um, it's got a really quick finish, which is good. Just a hint of a burn. Definitely got the floral in, in the taste too. Um, but generally speaking, and I think I'm probably a little biased because as I said, I like single malt, single malt scotch. Um, no, I haven't had that much whiskey yet. Um, and if you weren't here yet, this is Grangestone. It's a Highland Scotch whiskey. Most of the ones I like are from the space space side area, which is kind of a smaller, um, I'll share a map later for people who are interested in that, just kind of the different regions where scotch is produced in in Scotland. Um, and Speyside's a much smaller region. The Highland region's much larger. Um, and most of what I drink, um, Glenfiddich, Glenlivet, those kinds of things all come from, um, from Speyside. And probably the most, I think probably the most well-known um, scotches come from there. But as you know, I'm trying to to um, branch out a little bit, but um, yeah, I'm enjoying this. I, I highly recommend this um, this Grangestone. It's the bourbon. It's a bourbon cask. Um, it's so it's yeah, and I don't I don't know that I get a lot of that actually. Now that I think of it, um, it's not over overwhelming. That's interesting because when I first started drinking, I wasn't I didn't drink a lot of bourbon. And uh, I, you know, I kind of wonder if I, um, if I would have noticed that, if it would have been a more distinct presence for me, uh, when I, when I drank or when I drank it now, like versus or when I drank it before versus now, because um, I do appreciate, I do enjoy bourbon also. So, um, as you all know, uh, so so yeah, Sancha Grangestone. If you're chiming in now and you get in here, check out. Let me know what you're drinking tonight. Um, otherwise, let's move on to the fabulous topic of the evening. Um, I'm kind of I'm kind of excited about this. Um, if you didn't chime in at the very beginning, um, as I was getting started, I didn't really know what I was going to do tonight, and uh, and this was one of my topics. I had a couple other ideas, um, and again, there's always stuff floating around in my brain that will come out. <laughs> I'll just talk about anything pretty much. So. Just I had a really synchronistic experience and um, I was thinking earlier too, like synchronicities, we've talked about this, like things that just happen that can't be just coincidences, like, you know, um, things that make you think of someone, whatever. And, um, you know, last week I did, I did it on um, deep thoughts from the shower and just kind of talked about water and, and things like that. I don't, I don't know how many people chimed into that one, but 
Um, but it was funny. I called it deep thoughts from the shower. And then just a couple days later, I had a memory in my Facebook, um, that I was, it was actually, I think I shared it from my younger sister and it was, it was those deep thoughts by Jack Handy, which are freaking hilarious. Um, so if you're friends with me on Facebook, you can go find those and read them if you just need to laugh. Um, but I died. I read it in the morning when I was looking at my memories and just sat and died laughing to myself for a while and, and was reminded of this cool story with my sister. She did the Susan G. Komen three day with me. Um, uh, gosh, 2006 or 2007. And yeah, we, we laid in our tent, our pink tent at night reading those and just laughing until we cried. So good memories, interesting synchronicity, right? That that would pop up and that I chose that title. I think so anyway. Um, but let's get down to the, to the synchronicity, um, for this whole UFO alien thing. So, and you might have read this. I did post it on Whiskey and Weird yesterday and a couple people saw it. Um, so a few afternoons a week, I hang out with this really cool little four-year-old and, um, it's been, the weather's been pretty decent. And so we were, um, we were outside and, uh, we were outside and just, you know, playing. I think she was riding her bike or, or something. I, I don't know, but I, I recently, there's been a, there's been a lot of jets flying over and, um, I'm a, I'm an air force brat and actually there's something really comforting about the sounds of jets flying over. Um, my father was a navigator F force. Um, and, uh, so I've been trying to, to catch them in the sky, which isn't always easy, right? Cause they're fast and you hear them after they go by. So I was trying to, um, to look for it in the sky. So my, so my eyes were drawn to the sky looking for it. I did see it, which was really fun. Um, and then of course I'm trying to show it to a four-year-old and anyone who's had a small child, you, you get me when I like talk about how difficult it is to get them to see anything that you're trying to point at, you know, I'm like pointing up in the sky and she's looking at the ground, you know, I'm like, no, it's this way, you know, so I'm trying to show her. Um, anyway, she doesn't see that, but I kind of, I kind of stay, you know, kind of I'm gazing into the sky and then I see a, a bald eagle, which is equally, um, intriguing and fun and fascinating, um, in my opinion. And so I see the bald eagle. I am watching it, trying to get this little girl to look up at the sky and see the bald eagle, which didn't really go very well. And eventually it went out of my line of vision. But something else caught my eye in, in the sky. And I was like, what is that? And, um, you know, I, there's been plenty of times something catches your eye and then like, oh, yeah, that's just an airplane. It just was a weird angle or whatnot. Right. And so I'm looking up at the sky and I'm watching this. And it was kind of weirdly boxy from what I could tell. Um, and it was grayish silver and every once in a while, like light would flicker off of it. Like it, it like, you know, like, it, I don't know if it's the sun or the angle it was flying. I don't know what's happening, but every once in a while it'd be like a little, you know, glint off of there and I'm watching it and I'm thinking, okay, it's, it wasn't far enough that I could have that it was an airplane. It was not an airplane, did not have the shape of an airplane. And it wasn't so far away that I would have been seeing that way. And the way it was moving through the sky actually was really interestingly like, like how a satellite moves through the sky. Um, just in, you know, how it's just like this really steady pace on this really straight trajectory. Um, 
yeah, different, different in my opinion than, than how you, you view airplanes. So I'm watching it. And again, you know, you're like staring, what is that? What is that? And you're trying to make sense of what it is. And then all of a sudden it completely disappears into the blue sky. Like it just disappeared. And, 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 and it literally was like what you see, I don't know, like it was cloaked. Like that's what it totally looked like. It was so creepy. And, um, and then I'm watching it. Cause I know sometimes if you're watching an airplane, how it sometimes will disappear in the sky for a minute, but then it comes back. Right. And so, um, I waited probably 10, 15, maybe even 20 seconds to see that thing come back and it, and it did it. So anyway, it was a very weird experience. Um, and you, by definition, most certainly a UFO, right? Because it's unidentified for me. Um, it did not present like anything I, I've ever seen before. Um, and so then actually I went on and I started researching, um, you know, what's been happening. Cause of course, as many people know, um, UFO sightings have really increased in the last five to 10 years. Like, well, UFO sightings, right? Um, we'll get into whether they've actually increased or we're just more aware in a minute. But, um, I, I looked it up and actually just last month, February, there was a number of sightings down in downtown Seattle of um something silver in the sky much more much closer people were able to um make out details of it so there's definitely something going on and um uh the state of Washington you know ranks really high up there in terms of those just like with with Bigfoot there, these kinds of um experiences are really commonly reported around here for for whatever reason. Um, and as you might recall, we did talk a bit about the possibility that Bigfoot could be actually an alien or, or somehow associated with, with UFOs. Um, you know, however, so, um, so anyway, that was a really, really, um, weird thing for me, but kind of fun. And as I said, an interesting synchronicity that I was like, Oh, should I talk about this? And, Someone was like, yeah, you should talk about UFOs and aliens. Here's one right here in the sky. So um, I did that. Uh, glad to see your home safe, Jim. Anybody, like just quick, anybody. Dean, you're new here. So do you, are you here um, because this topic interests you? I'm wondering. Um, Tracy, I know you always have thoughts on this subject. Um, and so, you know, you guys chime in, ask your questions, tell your stories. I love to hear them. I'll pull them up. So the, um, I have to share, I've actually had another experience with a UFO, um, before we get into some, some of the interesting ideas and theories and stories about UFOs. Um, I, oh, let's see. Dean says, let's put this up on the screen so, um, people will be able to see it. Um, you should check out the Tic Tac shaped UFO story reported by Navy. Yeah, I think I I probably I think I have seen that story before, but I'll have to revisit it. There are so many really good ones. Um, yeah, you know, my dad, it's funny, my dad having been a pilot, that's good. I'll check that out. Thanks, Dean. Um, I remember as a kid and my dad, of course, flew. Well, he's a navigator and then he worked kind of in an intelligence kind of stuff, like the kind of work in the Air Force that you can't actually talk about to people. And I, I've always had some level of interest in this kind of thing, right? So my dad, my dad has more or less confirmed with me that this is something that exists and that the military knows about without telling me that. So, um, I think, yes, that I think 
pilots, there, there's there's no way they haven't seen these all the time throughout time, right? Since since they've been not throughout time, throughout the time of airplanes in existence, right? Um, and yeah, so that kind of gets me. Oh, I was going to tell you my story. I got a little sidetracked. Um, so my story about um, uh, from my first story. Let's see, Jim's letting us know what he's drinking. Homemade Kahlua. Oh, Jim makes a good homemade Kahlua. I've tried it before. Um, before dinner. So don't ruin your dinner, Jim. Um, anyway, I uh, when I was in high school, I, I, was a, I was, I actually must have been a junior in high school because, um, well, I'll get to that in a second. I was a junior in high school, I believe, and my um, good friend, maybe a sophomore, my good friend, um, Lisa, and Lisa might chime in later. So if you do, hi, Lisa. Um, she lived out. So I grew up in, in Las Vegas, um, more or less. I lived, I moved there. I had lived there when I was little and then I moved there, um, when I was 13 and stayed all the way through and graduated from high school in, in Las Vegas. But, um, back then, a long time ago, um, Henderson was just growing like, you know, Green Valley was only just becoming a place. And of course, anyone who's been to Las Vegas knows that Green Valley is very much its own place. It was not back then. And my friend, she literally had they were building new developments, you know, out there starting to build homes. And she, she lived on a street that was quite literally the last street that had had been built. And then beyond it was just like total desert. Now, now the city of Green Valley town, whatever it is, um, goes on for miles beyond where her house is now, of course. But back then it was nothing. It was just pure, just desert, right? So one night we're coming to her house, um, probably like after volleyball practice. I don't know. But we were heading, um, heading up the street and we look up above us and like, I'm not very good at estimating like distances, but it couldn't have been more than a hundred yards. I can estimate a football field. I'm really good at that. Um, but so probably a hundred yards above us. It was pretty big. It was it was elongated this way, but it looked like it, you know, it went back. We couldn't I wouldn't be able to tell you what shape it was necessarily. And it had three big lights on the front. And I remember we're like, what what the heck? You know, we're like looking out the window and um we pull pull into her driveway. And I think she happened to have her camera, like her, I don't know, but we jumped out of the car in a matter of seconds, jumped out of the car, run back out. Her house was the second from the street we had just, so it wasn't a long way. Look up. There's absolutely nothing. There's nothing in the sky um, anywhere. There's no sound of an airplane. There's no sound of a helicopter. Um, and, you know, so to this day, we really believe that we, um, we saw a UFO. Well, and, and we did to, to, by definition, right? It was an unidentified flying object, but it was, it was really peculiar and, um, and not uncommon again in those parts, right? Down in the desert, there's a lot of that stuff that goes on. So, you know, um, of course we took, we took a lot of shit for that. And I think even when we, um, when we graduated from high school and had our like, you know, senior volleyball banquet we both got this cheesy book about et and stuff and we're still being teased about it a couple of years later but it was pretty pretty awesome so lisa if you end up listening you gotta chime in you have to tell me what you remember talking about memories right from our show a few weeks ago what do you remember about that but um i i still can see it completely um in my in my mind's eye when i 
when I think about that. It was pretty, pretty creepy. So anybody else, I want to know, does anybody else, if you're listening now, if you're listening later, um, who's, uh, who's had a UFO experience? And by the way, you can, you can chime in here on Wednesdays at seven, um, here on Facebook, um, at Whiskey and Weird. I also have a YouTube channel, Whiskey and Weird. And then you can find this, um, just, an audio version of it is um, can be found on all podcast apps. So if you want to listen to my nonsense while you're out walking or working or whatever, you can do that too. But um, anyway, so getting to the, just the conversation about this uptick in um, UFOs, you know, the, I think the question is, are there, are there really more sight, like are there, or are there really more incidents or are people just paying attention more? Are people looking for them more? Are people, I mean, we talk about it a lot more than we used to. I mean, we even all of this stuff, now that there's television shows about all of them, people are a lot more mindful. Um, and even um, having having conversations or with people and remembering and memories coming up like, hey, Maybe that's what we saw. It never occurred to us that might, that might have been what we are experiencing. And that certainly would happen with everything from ghosts to Bigfoot to aliens, whatever, that now people are hearing and maybe something that they just kind of put out of their mind because they couldn't understand or had no idea and now are getting information that might lend itself to just to um, to explain what they what they were experiencing. So I'm curious, what do you guys think about that? Um, do you think that there is actually more, more, are there more people doing, you know, more people actually just seeing and paying attention? Or do you think that there's actually more visits from aliens? Um, so chime in, you guys, let me know what you think about that. Um, and you know, I also think the fact that, um, more of this is coming out, right? So just not even on TV shows, but you know, all of this information being released by the military that yes. Um, so I had this thought, probably in the shower, I don't know, or waking in the morning in a dream, I, I don't know. But I had a thought sometime in the last week about, um, you know, so people are like, oh yeah, you're telling us we know, we always knew there were UFOs, but I have this kind of theory that that the government's just giving us a little piece to kind of satiate us from what is really, <laughs> what what they really have in their awareness. So I'm curious to know if you guys... Um, if you guys agree, if you um, have any idea, uh, any ideas about that. But I, I think that we're only given enough information by the government that people can really handle. And, you know, at this point, we know, I mean, we have these shows. So there's, there's a different level, I will say, of comfort, even with the possibility that aliens are out there and are possibly um, watching us. Um, so yes, it's another thing you can, um, I'd love to hear what your thoughts are about that. If you think that, um, that that makes any difference in how we're perceiving, how we're witnessing things. Um, definitely more sightings, you know, during the daytime, um, like mine was during the day yesterday and, uh, because it's not, you know, at nighttime, it's a lot easier to see something bright and moving in the sky. Um, but in some ways it's also are harder to tell what it is, right? I mean, how many people see just planes coming in at a wrong, a weird angle or when people, you know, let off, um, lanterns, Asian, you know, the Chinese lanterns, um, 
Um, I think they do those in, in multiple cultures, but I know that their um, Chinese culture does those for different holidays and they, they're up in the sky. And the first time you see them, it is kind of like, what the heck is that? Right. Um, but I think because we know more about things, like the more we learn about what isn't a UFO, the more questions we have about what might be right. Maybe, I don't know. I, I always have more questions as soon as, as soon as my questions are answered. Um, so there's those questions. I'm curious if you guys are listening and I, I would love to hear your, um, your, your feedback. If you're watching later, you can leave comments in, in there and I will respond or, um, check them out. Uh, so what, what is an alien and is it actually walking on the earth and is it actually out there? Now, first of all, I think it's absolutely a hundred percent ridiculous to not think that there are other, other things out there. Um, um, Jim says he thinks that until we have a mainstream fine sighting reveal, people will always be skeptical. Of course they will. Yeah. You have to have healthy skepticism. Um, yeah. And people, yeah. Yeah. That's just another conversation for another day, isn't it? Like those people versus people like me. Um, but yeah, healthy skepticism is important, but I think people are only skeptical until they experience something that is hard to be skeptical of. Um, and in my experience, so it's easy and you're always going to have those people, but the more it's happening, the more people are out there and coming forward and saying, yes, this is something I've experienced. Um, and you know what, here's the thing. People are skeptical of really stupid shit. So just because there's that skepticism doesn't, you know, just means it's simply that, right? It's just skepticism. Um, uh, you know, there's, there's, there's species of animals that get discovered every day. And there's always somebody skeptical of, of that even happening, right? Of new species or of something someone's claiming they're seeing. Um, so yeah, skepticism, it's, it's important in the field, right? Um, for sure. Uh, but anyway, I, I think though, I think though it's very, very, um, uh, telling of the human ego to think that we are it like in this, this, you know, universe, the galaxy, this, the, all of it, like, like it's huge. And the odds of just this one little planet having any kind of creature that lives on it um, that might have smarts that might be able to do stuff. Um, I just think it's just, I don't know, honestly, I can't understand why people can't go there. Like, I just think, think you're, I think that the ego has really taken over, um, when people deny that it leave even a possibility. And there are a lot of people that absolutely deny the possibility that really think, um, um, uh, <laughs> Jim, if it's out there, how about a discussion on smarter beings and their choice to be seen or not? Um, yeah, we talked a little bit about that in Bigfoot. Now, I do think that that um, aliens are they're, they're of a different dimension than us. Um, I think that um, it's a whole 5D thing. I do think that there are people that are walking on this earth that could, that are probably... Um, examples of of aliens and you know what when you get into like um mysticism and all of these different things um you know who we are so our our light when you talk about our soul um and dean i'm gonna get to your comment in a second um uh 
um, cause you're kind of touching on, on a little bit of this. So our energy frequencies, you know, there's a lot, a lot of belief systems about, and I've been doing a lot of exploration with this, that, that we are all aliens ourselves in some aspect. We, we are coming from another realm. Um, for many of us, we've, we've learned to describe that as like heaven or, you know, God's kingdom and stuff like that. And it probably is a really amazing, beautiful place full of light and love. Um, but you know, there's all these belief systems around, okay, we're, we're that energy, we're that soul. And we've chosen this experience on the earth, um, to have the human experience. And, um, but we may have also had other experiences in other places, um, that exist, other star systems and other planets, um, and things like that. And it does come down to, um, Dean says our consciousness is rising and our frequency here, I'll pull this up and our frequency is being fine tuned. The dimensional veil is thinning more and more craft are coming through. I think that I, they're coming through and we're actually just becoming more attuned to them is what I think. So I think that it's, we are connected to those beings that are coming through. And I do think there are, um, there are, there are good and bad, like not just like there's good and bad people. Um, and some of those alien, here's another thing is that, so those alien species are other beings just like us that are in their essence, light and, you know, divine presence, kind of whatever connects us all to a greater source that they are also, and that just happens to be the form that they're in right now. And maybe they are more um, maybe they're a higher dimension. Um, you know, for the most part, we exist here as humans in, in the third dimensional world, but um, fourth and fifth dimensions um, are where we start to actually be able to connect um, vibrationally with other people and with other beings, right? So um, yeah, it, it, it's it's interesting. It's a really, um, you could go on and on. And these are ideas that have, have been floating throughout humanity. Um, and obviously there's 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 evidence that there were things visiting the earth, you know, since the dawn of humanity um, in terms of hieroglyphics and, and things like that that exist that suggest that. And a lot of theories, you know, if you watch the show Ancient Aliens, for instance, there's so many theories about um, how even humans got started. Um, it's really funny. So my ghost tour that I do, um, there's this one section of it in, in the extra, in the extended version. Um, about the Heaven's Gate, uh, the Heaven's Gate, um, cult. And, um, you guys might remember that, that in 1997, Marshall Applewhite, he had this Heaven's Gate cult and they, you know, believed they, they're the ones that, that committed a mass suicide, right? Um, in their Nike jumpsuits, no less. Um, but he, he was somebody who believed that, um, that we were all aliens, like, and he, um, um, you know, believed there were good, good, good ones and there were bad ones and believed that Jesus Christ was in fact an alien himself. And that when, um, the Virgin Mary was, when she conceived him, she had, it was actually taken up to a spaceship where they impregnated her with Jesus. And that's how she came to be. Marshall Applewhite believed he was the second coming of Christ and, um, and had all these really kind of far out there notions. But the funny thing is, at their core, they're, they're ideas that still resonate with groups and lots of people today. Like he, he was a whack job, of course. Um, 
and and got people to commit suicide with the the understanding or the belief that they were going to then ascend to a spaceship in the tail of the Hale Bop comet and kind of be whatever back back in there and maybe they did I don't know maybe they did um but we'll never know but I just think it's every time I do that talk on my show I'm like I'm like oh this guy maybe he wasn't really far off um so sometimes we have to um we certainly have to take the stories of the of of you know particularly the mentally ill or even anybody we have to take them with a grain of salt but there can always be a, a matter of truth to something too right um and so yeah i mean ufos aliens are they here um why would they be here what what do they want are they observing us are they um trying to learn from us are they trying to protect us are they trying to steal from us like maybe there's like a hundred different versions of of you of aliens i mean if all the all the different sightings dean mentioned the the tic tac um shaped one but i mean there's lots of different kinds of aircraft um or ufo craft i should say that have been seen and are are very different from you know saucers to triangle shaped things and um boxy shaped things like the one that i saw that was completely not aerodynamic by any term you know that we understand here but um but yeah, and and are they here? Do they do they want to be seen? And Jim, so Jim asked this question, um, and I like uh, you know about people choosing. Like why, if that's the case, if it's not really about just more people looking to the sky and looking for um, these things, you know, maybe they're choosing to be seen now. And and why would that be? Right? I don't I don't know. And and my again then going to Dean's comment about how pe- more and more people, and I believe this to be true, I think more and more people are uh, are ascending, are, are, are learning how to vibrate higher. And so there could be information that now, again, we're more and more fine, fine-tuned. So when he talks about more craft coming through, maybe it's not even just the craft. Maybe it's their vibrations. It's their um, their information that we're then able to to download. Um you know, it's all, it's all kind of intertwined. And it's funny because in my weird brain, it all, it all kind of makes some matter of sense. I don't, as I say all the time, I don't know what, um, what I, um, I, I don't necessarily choose to believe in any one thing for sure. Like I'm just open and I love to have the discussion and a lot of things make sense to me sometimes in ways that I don't know why they make sense to me. Um, it's just like, yeah, I, I get that. I'm not really sure why, but I get that. Um, and so I think when you think about it, we all get these different pieces of information and maybe we're meant to put them all together to figure out what the truth is. Um, but, you know, they're out, there's definitely something out there. Something's going on. People are, are noticing it. Um, and again, are they just are they just hanging out and watching or are they walking among us or are we them and they are us? Um and what hand do they have in, in who we are and how we do things? Um, the other thing is, is how readily, for instance, is our government communicating with them? Um, they, you know, if there's this great show that I watch on, um, it's a uh, YouTube or, or prime. It's a, do- it's a, a documentary series called Hellier and, um, awesome, awesome group of people, 
um, some that I, I interact uh, quite a bit with on, on Facebook. They, um, so Dana and Greg Newkirk, they um, run the, the um, Traveling Museum of the Paranormal and the Occult. And they do a lot of work with like haunted objects and things like that. Just, and they're just super, super duper cool kind of people. But they anyway, this show is, was originally started uh, um, about these the goblins that live in the mines of uh, in Kentucky. And you can go read about it. This is a thing. Like this is this is a belief system that kind of resonates throughout the um, paranormal world. And they were getting these weird things, so they kind of went on this hunt. Well, through the show, they pretty much just follow the messages. So they kind of get off of um, they kind of get off of the the um, goblin thing for a while and do do go into this stuff about aliens and the third order, um, which is a is a, a system. According to some people, it's kind of like a uh, an interstellar uh, like governing body essentially, um, and that there are people on the earth that are of different places and interact with human beings. And um, so there's that. I mean, they get into a lot of different things because they just follow it. But in the end, I mean, you start to realize how intertwined all of this is how much it's really intertwined with us as human beings as well. But if you're into really high strangeness, um, check out Hellier. Um, it's really great. Like I said, you can find it on YouTube or, um, prime video. Um, so there's that. And, uh, I mean, I think this stuff is so, so crazy. Now let's talk about, you may have noticed that I put that I'm not an abductee. Um, so there's another whole, whole level to this. People who, claim that they are not even just one-off abductees, but there are people who claim that they go all the time. And, um, I watch a lot of this stuff and I, you know, I don't want, I'm not trying to be an expert on all of this, but it kind of informs my thinking about a lot of different things. So I watch a lot of stuff and I'm totally blanking. Someone might be able to chime in. Well, I don't know if any of you guys will, but somebody who listens later might be able to chime in about there's a, a a documentary series about a guy who is pretty famous for believing he's an abductee and he even you know has a a family in another star system and talks about it and it's really it's it's really creepy like you can say oh my god that's ridiculous but i challenge you to find these shows and watch them and not and not think about things a little differently when you're done. Like just go into it with an open mind because it it is hard to wrap your head around all of it. Um, but some of it at the same time is like, okay, yeah, I I can see that. That would make sense. It's and it's and it's just fascinating. But um, there's a number on YouTube. There's a number of um, documentaries about abductees um, that are really interesting. Um, and you know, of course, they have all their big they have abductee gatherings and stuff like that, um, which I think would be a really fascinating thing to attend, to be quite honest, um, just to kind of go and talk to those people and, and hear their weird stories. Um, but you know, if, if there are aliens coming and hovering above the earth all over the world, I mean, it stands to reason, maybe, maybe they are, um, wanting to do that. Yes. Betty and Barney Hill, really famous abductees, Dean, um, and yeah, nobody, nobody can disprove it from the beginning. They didn't, there was, there was nothing about their story that made people think they were lying. Um, um, just a really, yeah. Check out Betty and Barney Hill. They're, they're again, one of the top, I shared a, um, I shared a post 
shortly before I came live about some abductees. I think there's like the top five or something and Betty and Barney are in there. Um, and you know, these are people that just out of the blue, this happens to, you know, there's that great show, um, fire in the sky. Um, and that's a true story about, um, abductees or an abductee. And, um, so there's, you know, there's interesting stuff about that and it's, it's kind of intriguing. And, you know, here's the thing. It's kind of scary too, which is why I think a lot of people don't want to go down that road and consider it. Um, I don't think it's a general concern <laughs> to be abducted. Um, I, you know, I don't think that that's something that's going to happen very, very readily. Yes. Travis Walton. I think he's also one of those top, top ones. Um, Dean's on this. See, I love it when there's people on, um, because, you know, a lot of this stuff for me is, is, is like the specifics are peripheral, right? But it's just the, the, um, theories and the, the ideas that, that resonate from all of these stories that are really fascinating to me. Um, and so thank you, Dean, for chiming in with those, those names. So there's a couple of people, if you're interested in looking into those or reading about them, uh, Betty and Barney Hill, Travis Walton, um, I don't think Travis is the one I'm thinking of. I got, I'm going to have to look up the one that I watched the documentary on. I will look it up and I will share it on whiskey and weird on the Facebook page. Um, because, um, it's a really interesting story. And, um, you know, the guy's wife, I think she's been abducted a couple times, but mostly like, just like to meet his, um, his other family. It's been a while since I watched it. Um, but it's really fascinating. And, um, these people, they believe their experience, right? So, um, oh, that reminds me on that show, Hellier, they do this in interesting hypnotic experience. Um, basically, though, in, in this, you know, the flip side is showing the possibility that people can be given memories of things that didn't really happen. Um, which is an interesting, you know, kickback to our conversation about memories and how they lie and how, you know, sometimes, oh yes, gotcha, Dean. Awesome. Travis Walton. He's the fire in the sky guy. Um, um, thank you very much. Um, but, uh, okay. Now I just lost my train of thought. Let me have a sip of whiskey and maybe it will come right back to me. It's not coming back to me. Who, 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 who can tell me what I was talking about right before I read Dean's comment? He's the fire in the sky guy. Anyway, it doesn't really matter. It'll come back to me in a minute. Um, all, you know, all of this, all of this stuff, just, it's all, it's all entwined. It's all interesting. Oh, I know what it was. I remember now. It was the Hellier thing and this idea of memories. And they did this hypnotic experience, basically, um, where they created a memory in this guy, like, um, essentially, and he was the dude hundred percent when he was done with the session, believed that he had been abducted by aliens and, um, and, you know, hadn't necessarily, it was just, it was really kind of creepy to think about. So, um, so therein then lies the question of, um, you're finding, <laughs> this is just how my brain works. Um, uh, anyway, the, I mean, therein lies the question too, like how often are, like how often is the government in cahoots here? How, how often are these stories real? How often are they pretend because someone created them? Um, 
you know, or maybe we think we're putting a memory into someone's head, but it's really a, a you know, it's just latent information that's been buried in there and something triggered it. I don't know. It's all really fascinating. Um, and for me, I kind of, I'm resonating a lot with the idea of, of this notion of, of, of being light beings and, um, and this vibrational thing that Dean mentioned and how we're all connected in that way. And, and thereby we're, we're from some star system somewhere, you know, you might have like heard, um, of like star seeds and things like that, like really specifically people who are, you know, from the stars. Well, I, I don't, I don't think that those people are, um, really unique. I just think that those are people that for whatever reason are more connected to those things. Um, I've talked be on here before about, you know, like past lives and other things that we're experiencing. And I don't think that, I don't believe that this experience on this earth right now is the only one that we've ever had. I think that's very likely we've been on the earth many times, our soul, our lights, our um, light being, um, and possibly in other star systems. And there's, it's really interesting to hear people talk about that when they do um, claim to have memories from, from those different places. So I don't know if anyone's heard any of this stuff. Some of this might be really far out there, but, but I have been, you know, I've been looking into this stuff for a long time um, and dealing with my own kind of stuff. And so um, yeah, I've kind of gone down the rabbit hole, but not in a bad way. I mean, the, the, the people I meet are, um, are really fascinating, um, fascinating. So uh, hi, Kate. Um, you have memories of past lives. Um, I get it. Yeah. Not your current past. Yeah, me too. Um, uh, definitely for sure. I think a lot of us do. We don't realize it, um, that that's what it is. Um, but I think that we are, yeah, we come down here and we come back to this experience to learn something, you know, whatever that, that center of us, that, um, that light, our soul. And, you know, it's interesting how all of this, um, kind of, kind of spins around, um, religion or religion spins around it. Like a lot of these concepts and these people coming in and these aliens possibly, yes, you're my man, Dean. We need to sit down and talk about all of this stuff. Um, we are all aliens in a sense. This is exactly what I'm getting at. Um, I actually think that I am most recently from the Andromeda star system, to be honest. Um, and uh, yeah, so Dean, you're my man. You, you're, this is cool stuff. Um, but it's kind of weird for most people, right? Uh, you probably can um, agree with me that it's, it's weird <laughs> for most people. But I love talking about it. I love giving people um, the creeps sometimes. Like, uh, like what the hell? Yeah. No, it's, yeah. Dean. Kim can come along, of course, because I love her. Um, but yeah, we should, we should definitely talk about this stuff. I don't find very many people who are, um, like, in my closer circle of friends that even know what any of that is. So that's fantastic. Um, do you know, do you have a feeling of, of where you might have been previously? I'm wondering, um, or is this just something that you are getting into? But anyway, I love it. I love this. I'm going to put this up so people can see this. So this is kind of what I'm getting at without getting directly at it. Cause it is very deep and weird. Um, but yeah, we're all aliens we, we're from different star systems and those same star systems, also being connected in and of themselves, right? Too. So therein lies this this idea of God and this one creator 
that created us all, that we're all from the same source of light. And then there's these kinds of things that religion um, actually, you know, came from. And, the you know, these original aliens coming to the earth um, are quite possibly the first deities, the, the gods that even the Greeks and, and, the, and the Romans were worshiping um, were these things that were here on the earth. You know, like the um, even the giants that people claim and, and we're starting actually to get archaeological evidence of these giants and creatures that people never thought were were real. Um, and, you know, all intertwined with the whole alien thing. So, you know, I think it's it's easy to think if you get to the place where you believe in aliens, it's easiest to think about them um, like as as just these, you know, the, you know, the gray guys, the gray beings with the big heads and the big eyeballs in the sky, right? Because that's pretty safe. Um, hi, Sister Karen. My sister's here. Uh, one of them. And yeah, the movie Stargate. Yeah. So there's, anyway, so it's easy to think about that. But there's a, there's a lot of evidence. There's a lot of information out there to lend, to lend itself to this this notion that it's much bigger and we are much more connected to those spaceships that we're witnessing and and for me I you know I I didn't think that it was a coincidence to be honest that my mind my eye was drawn to the sky in that moment and kept there you know by the airplane um by the bird and then I saw this thing in the sky that there's no way I would have ever noticed otherwise um and so um I, I I think there's there's something to that and I I believe that there is something to everything. Everything's connected. There's no such thing as a coincidence, right? Um so let's see. Dean says I had an astrology chart analyzed, three lives in Arcturus and two in the Pleiades. Yeah, I think many of us have been um yeah, and many of us have been here on earth many times because it's in in this belief system these these um beings the ones that would be kind of the ascended beings in in all of this basically there's this theory and idea um passed down through messages so just get this take it all with a grain of salt that they that they created the human race as um as kind of an experiment humans compared to what beings on these in these other star systems humans have according to these beliefs have a much larger range of emotions than any other beings in in the universe in the galaxy you know in the whole stars all the star systems and so it's really about um it, you know it, it it was it's about an experiment and it's about learning things and and working towards this ascension process this high vibrational kind of thing so all you know all this stuff is really intertwined um yes Karen you are an alien um and here I'm going to pull up my sister says um, one of her ex-boyfriends, John Leonard and I saw one night, one at night in Germany in 1988, moved slowly across the night sky, then stopped, then took off at a right angle and disappeared. Yeah, pretty common. I mean, what the hell does that? It, it, you know, it's, it, who knows what's inside, but it is, as of yet, an unidentified flying object, right? And even today, we don't have any, um, we don't have any crafts, flying crafts that can can go as fast as some of these things that are in the sky or shoot off at the weird angles that they do or multiply. I mean, there's a lot of them. Like think about all the different ones people see. Some of them just look like big lights that like 
start to to multiply right in front of people's eyes sometimes again they're shaped like a tic tac or a square or um yes not conventional crafts so they're not things that we have here and um you know sometimes people say oh it's just the military testing stuff well where the hell is the military getting some of this information right so maybe they do have contacts with things. Um, what I think is also interesting is when you have stories, and I was just reading something the other day, like different science stuff that comes out. And there's always like this random throwback guy that that came up with stuff. They're like, oh yeah, this is based on this guy's work 50 years ago that nobody took seriously. So one, how does this guy know about this is he a time traveler? Is he, um, is he someone who just was given that information to start planting those seeds so that, you know, humanity could progress the way it needs to. But, um, you know, I would, I would suggest that, that maybe, you know, that was information that he came here with or that someone fed him so that he could do that. Um, cause what are the odds? And that happens all the time. Like any really big theories that eventually come, they are not just something that one, you know, someone randomly, you know, one day thought of and everyone took took it up. Um, it, it happens all the time. So why? I mean, and I, I can speak from experience. There's things that I just understand that I've never heard about before that someone tells me and I'm like, yeah, I feel like I knew that already. And there's no explanation for for why I should have known it. I don't know if anyone else has had those experiences. Um, uh my sister Karen, I know, has. So Dean says, back engineering of craft retrievals, Roswell and others, perhaps. Yeah, that that's kind of my point, Dean, is like, you know, when we get these, how are we figuring this out? Well, yeah, probably because um, either we have found aircraft that isn't of this earth, um, or maybe we actually are in, you know, communication um, with people um, that, you know, that can give us the information or whatever, however people get it. I mean, think about, if you think about like psychic ability and meditation and astral projecting and all of these things, all of this stuff is about retrieving information through, through your, your energy, your energetic systems, your energy systems. And so it, I mean, people don't even need to go anywhere or travel anywhere. It, this information can actually just come to you. Um, it's how we, you know, do things like Reiki. Um, and it's how I can do a remote viewing and be able to name things that are occurring in a house that's 3000 miles away from me. You know, how does, how do people do that? Because stuff travels vibrationally and energetically. Right. And so I, I think we probably communicate with these things that way. And, and to Dean's point, we're becoming more attuned to it and so there, there's maybe more reason for them to show up because they're like, okay, now there's people here that actually can, can pick up what we're trying to, to put out. Um, let's see. My sister has another cool comment. Let's check it out. Daddy, that would be our dad, said in college that someone he knew borrowed a car, drove it around a bunch, but didn't have to fuel it up for more than a month. And then some guys from the government came by and took the car back. Yes, I remember that story. Um, yeah, so the government knows stuff. And maybe they just figured it out or maybe they're getting it from somewhere else. I don't know. Um, anyway, I I could talk about this for a while. I'm running up on my hour and my my recording for um, for the podcast will cut off at an hour. And I could start it again, but it's better for me to take a break 
But I bet we could talk more about this and even getting in, we haven't done a lot around the energy piece because I'm trying to finish up my Reiki training and be able to really feel like I'm um, informed about that to do. Um, but Dean, I'm glad you were here. Karen, um, Jim, Tracy, anybody who's stuck around, anybody, Kate, um, I'm glad you were here. It, it's always fun. And Dean, I'm serious. We need to, we need to like hang out and talk about that stuff because like I said, no, nobody I know really really knows anything about it or wants to go there but um I you know it's 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 fascinating if nothing else it's absolutely fascinating so you guys thanks for being here join me again um next next week and maybe we'll talk a little more about this I don't really know yet it's always up in the air maybe something will present its present it um present itself to me synchronistically um but I will be enjoying some Irish whiskey in honor of St. Patrick's Day.